You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, however it applies. For what is your Thursday edition of the show, your host, Jeff Lloyd, riding you on through here solo today, your local expert on the biggest stories, all things Cleveland Brown-wise, for your daily delivery of all things dog-bound. Um... Obviously, today with the news from the NCAA tournament, as far as you know, the way the games are going to be construed, I guess for the beginning here, uh, guys, look, pub, public safety is at the paramount right here. Um, you know, whether you believe in this or you don't, um, what is your belief on other people and how they handle things? And somebody shows up to an arena where they just think, ah, I got a cough and a little bit of a cold, and there's 20,000 people. And then those 20,000 people pour out of that arena, and they go about their daily lives. And guess what? Somebody or two walked into that arena. Look, it's crazy, but the best thing to do to squash something is to keep as many people from avoiding each other. Um, I get it. I do. Um... And if you're a parent, like I am, you should get it. Uh, you, you don't want this to become a full-blown thing, again, whether you believe it or you don't. The best thing to do is prevention. And yes, folks, wash your hands, use some sanitizer, all that good stuff. We're going to roll on through here. We are going to do some offensive line, free agency preview, see if maybe we can find a way to get a guy or two in here. To help some of the need there. Obviously, we got some listener questions. Um, one thing, um, you know, pro days and pro day numbers are coming through here again. Just like we tell you with the combine, folks, don't count it twice. If a guy runs really well, we probably knew he was going to run really well. Um, don't count it twice in the evaluation or looking at a prospect. Um, a good friend of mine, Justin, over with... Uh, you know, uh, the Draft Network, um, I'm sorry, not the Draft work, that Network, uh, La, um, Draft Wire, Luke Easterling, one of his guys. Uh, Justin's fantastic. He's great with his relationship with agents and players. Um, you're starting to see, you know, you get to see patterns this time of year, you know, as far as players and teams and where the activity is really, really hot. One of those players, offensive tackle Ezra Cleveland out of Boise State. The Browns met with him at the Combine. The Browns have asked for a private workout. The Browns have asked for Ezra Cleveland to come out to the building in Berea for a meeting. Um, You line up all three of those that shows the interest is real. If you want to talk about a possible trading out of 10, everybody chill, whatever. They may trade down. It may happen. It's not the end of the world. Um, But he would be a perfect target if you were going to move down it's going to be interesting how it plays out. You know, you're going to move down into the late teens, see how it plays out from there with Ezra Cleveland. But uh, it's, you know, interest like this is real, and it shows that it's somebody that they obviously have a extreme fondness for um, as far as, you know, the tackle position, which, you know, we're trying to tell you is the biggest need. Um, but Ezra Cleveland is a big athletic kid. Some technique is still required. But um, definitely seems like they are extremely, extremely interested. 
Now, with that, we're going to get to here. We're going to go to this free agent list of tackles. And um, I always use uh, Sport Track. If anybody's asking, um, you know, they're usually the best as far as what is up to date. Um, you know, you look at some of the names on this list, whether it's Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, really, really established guy, but most likely he's going to stay with the Rams. And, you know, I don't know if Cleveland's the calling card for what could be the last season of someone's career. Anthony Costanza, we had told you guys early in the process, it was going to be Indy or bust. He's going to play again. It's going to be Indy. Kelvin Beecham, Jets, no, no thank you, no thank you, not even a lot. Um, He's an average left tackle. I do believe you can improve that greatly through this draft. Brian Balaga, obviously here, this is an interesting name, and Green Bay is a franchise where they either tell their player you're going to be a part of this long term, or you're not. Um, All signs are pointing in no way whatsoever that Brian's going to return to Green Bay, um, you want him to come in and you want to be him to be the right tackle for this team, you understand you're committing north of $10 million. He's going to be a value committed, a commodity. The question is, you know, you don't have that Green Bay, Green Bay influence here anymore. No High Smith, no Elliot Wolf, who apparently was in Seattle long enough to get the hell away from you know the uh, the flying fish at the you know the fish market, and now a member of the New England Patriots, and so you know, the question would be if you get if you how what's your selling card to Brian because it's going to be somebody that nobody here is familiar with. Um, Jason Peters, you know we've talked about this name. It's not that I don't like Jason Peters the player. The question is why is Jason Peters at the twilight of his career going to come here and maybe sign up for a year? With the Cleveland Browns, you know, I mean, you're going to go ring chasing most likely, you know, you're going to, you know, if it's about money, which it probably shouldn't be, Jason Peters has made a ton of it. It's probably more about ring chasing, which makes it a little difficult to get a guy like him in here. Darren Williams, uh, Williams is a right talk from the Carolina Panthers. This name is interesting. Um, I don't think he's going to break the bank. So this could be somebody you're looking at here. Um, DeMar Dotson, Tampa Bay, I mean, maybe, um, but, you know, I think you can improve this. Obviously, everybody's, you know, kind of got eyes on Jack Conklin. Jack's probably going to sign one of the bigger offensive tackle free agent contracts ever. Um, That's that's a lot of money that's going to get committed to him. And again, you know, there's going to be teams in here who have a better chance of possibly winning. And I've told you guys this before. If I'm Tennessee, I'm signing. I'm signing Derrick Henry. I'm signing Jack Conklin, and I'll figure out the quarterback. the The quarterback isn't what got them to the AFC Championship game. That running game is. So I, you know, again, they want to go that route. God bless them. But um, I, I don't think you need that guy necessarily. Um, and you go down this list: Dennis Kelly, uh, Brett Caval from the Jets. Uh, Jason Spriggs from Green Bay. Here's a guy I absolutely loved coming out of Indiana. He may be a guy they do have some interest in because I do believe he moves better and he's more athletic than he is a standard, true rock of a tackle. Um, but, uh, you know, right tackle guy, certainly a possibility there. But you go through this list in the tackle class, and this is what is normal. You don't normally have a bunch of them. TJ Cummings, you know, maybe... But again, you know, it's just hard to find the fits here. Uh, so, you know, that's your tackle group, and it's not a great one. I gave you some names that there might be some interest in here. 
but with the depth of this offensive tackle class, um, and obviously the Browns have shown a ton, a ton of interest, this is probably where it's going to be addressed. Um, you're maybe going to look at a, you know, a, some sort of veteran brought in here if they think Kendall Lamb is that guy. It's certainly possible. I just I don't believe they're going to get in the competition for these high-priced, high-ticket offensive tackles. We got more coming here. Jeff Lloyd driving you through solo on your Thursday episode of Locked On Browns. Gear, apparel, I try to help out all everybody who's doing it. Uh, obviously, a lot of friends. Um, Brian Zabo and ZaboApparel.com, S-E-A-B-O. At Zabo Apparel on Twitter, at Zabo Apparel on Instagram. Uh, a lot of great talks with Brian. Um, we get along well. I love his passion for what he does. Longtime Cleveland Browns fan. Him and his family and his brother, they make a lot of <clears throat> road games as well. Just true fans of the franchise, true fans of the product, good or bad, but the consistency always remains in their product. Zabo Apparel. Go ahead, check him out. S Z A B O. Now, uh, guards, and this is one, and we'll go through a couple names here, and I've talked to you guys, you know, Wyatt Teller, and, you know, I know, yes, for those who've been DMing me, I understand there's people stealing my talk about how Bill Callahan loved Wyatt Teller and they're trying trying to find ways to (laughs) say that, you know, they researched this, researched that. No, I know for a fact that Callahan loved Wyatt Teller through the process was his favorite guard in that class. I'm told these things. I don't have to find a way. I don't steal other people's information. You guys probably know who they are, but that's you know a story for another day. Um, but Wyatt, look, you know, does Wyatt necessarily fit a moving system and where you want agile alignment? Guys, we know this. We know that's probably not what Wyatt Taylor does. But if you're going to take this Stefanski system and match them with Baker Mayfield... It's maybe not a huge necessity that your interior, and two of them already are. Joe Batonio moves well. Obviously, J.C. Treader moves extremely well for a center. So it's okay if Wyatt Teller does not. But you want, and Pete and I have been preaching this to you guys since the day Baker Mayfield got here, your interior pass protection with Baker Mayfield is more important than your tackle pass protection. You know, this is one thing that happens when your quarterback is a little bit less of a height of everybody else. These guys got to be able to get their hands in the ribs, get hands down, get guys low so Baker can see everything. Obviously, you still need adequate offensive tackle play. You need these guys to be able to get to the proper sets. Baker also understands he needs to not get as deep. Seven, eight, you know, obviously five, six, seven steps. No deeper than 10 yards. Crow hop, step up. Bang, bang, fire, release, all that stuff. Um, but it can be improved, and it can be improved quickly. Um, you know, guards. You know, Ron Leary is a name that's available. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Denver's most likely the shot. Brandon Scherf, uh, probably going to get franchised by the Redskins. Eric Cush, we want to do this one again, kids? No, I didn't think so. Uh, Eric Flowers, I, I'm not going to take Eric Flowers over the future of Wyatt Teller. Andres Pete is interesting, but again, he's playing for a team that's been very successful for many years. Uh, what's going to be the reason? Michael Apate, I don't see how he really fits this one here. Quinton Span, eh, another one, um, most likely going to stay. And then there's, uh, you know, everybody wants to talk about Joe Thune. 
Now, Joe Thune, obviously, you know, four years, four years of starting every game for the New England Patriots. Obviously, has his roots here. Uh, you know, as a you know, a, you know as Ohioan, I, I just don't see how it works. He is going to go for top dollar. Uh, my buddy Connor Rogers over Bleacher Report today put out a report where you're talking maybe fifteen million dollars. He's a guard. Um, everybody wants to say, oh well, let's go after this guy. Let's go after this guy. And then when you hear the price tag, it's kind of oof, and everybody kind of wants to put the credit card back in their pocket. So it, it gets really, 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 really difficult in that aspect. Spencer Durango, uh, oh yeah, wait, we've been there, we've been down that one again, so you start to see some of these names, Austin Blythe, uh, yeah, again, another one, um, I just, you know, if you're, if they're gonna go big name hunting at guard, which I just don't see, if you want to tell me it's Joe Thune, and you want to commit to, you know, 14, 15 million dollars, and, you know, but the other thing is, you need to look at, you know, salary cap, and, what you're paying and where you're allotting it to. This is going to be a very, very expensive offense. You've already got two wide receivers making $30 million plus. You're going to have, if you sign a free agent offensive lineman, a quality one, you were talking 35 to $40 million right there with three guys before you ever pay the tackle position. Um, it's usually better suited to spread your money around. So uh, I'm just... I just don't see it. And look, it's it, there will be an offensive lineman, if not two signed. I just think everybody who's got kind of those, you know, eyes on the prize, so to speak. I just don't see it happening. I, I just, it just does not add up for anything that I see. Um, before we get to listener questions, I'm going to give you one little draft nugget for me. Um, I talked a lot last year about Reggie White. Reggie White came from my alma mater. Obviously, Reggie White Jr., not the, that Reggie White, but his father was Reggie White as well. This year, my alma mater, Monmouth University, has got a running back named Pete Guerrero. Pete Guerrero went to my alma mater as a track guy, had a football background. Uh, you know, came out after a red, you know, came out after a redshirt year, played for the football team. His long speed is ridiculous, like Jamal Charles on long runs. Um, this past season in uh, FCS, he ran for almost 2,000 yards. He's electric. He's got returning ability. Returnability. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Pete Guerrero, if you don't know the name yet, go ahead, fire up some YouTube. Check him out. Legit candidate. His pro day is tomorrow. Looking forward to hearing what the actual 40 time is. My guess is it is below. It is, you know, Four fours, mid to low, if not right at four four. Pete Guerrero, running back, Monmouth University. Guys, go ahead, check that one out. If you got a Google Home, um, you just ask for the latest Cleveland Browns news, and they will fire me up for you, and you will get talks on this past week. We've covered uh, obviously your new NFL Players Association president. Mr. J.C. Treader, obviously, you know, the moving on from Christian Kirksey, tough move, um, had a visit today with the Raiders, but Google Home, ask for Cleveland Browns news, ask for Locked On Browns news, and you will get more of yours truly, Jeff Lloyd. Spin it in your home, because God knows, you all want more of me in your lives. Fire up some listener questions here, and I appreciate you guys, as always, for this. Um... <clears throat> 
It's just allergies, guys. Trust me. It's nothing else here. Um, pollen's everywhere here is the average temperature last three days in Jersey has been 60 in early March. So your boy's good. I promise you. I promise you. Uh, so we're going to get into some questions here. Um, I'll take a Corona. Yes, that's definitely too soon, Sean Stevenson. Way, way too soon. Um, from Nick Hedger, Nick Hendrickson. Uh, yeah, Nick, I mean, linebacker is obviously a huge priority right now. Um, but as Pete and I, Pete and I talked about last night, um, you can't have everything on day. And the one thing Pete and I have been harping on for a couple of years here is we want a full rotational defensive line. So if their theory is coverage and D line and not to say punt on linebacker. You're going to put two second-year guys out there this year. You're going to expect to see more from Sione Takitaki. You're hoping you're going to see more from Mac Wilson. Obviously, there's some cheap veteran types brought in here at the linebacker position. But if you're going to go say, look, we're going to sign a safety. We've got red wine. We're going to draft a safety. We're going to find a way to get three, if not four, players into this defensive line rotation. It's a different avenue. I still appreciate the linebacker position, but I get it. I do. So that's certainly a possibility. As big as the linebacker hole is, yes, there's going to be names that we brought in. But whether or not, you know, when everybody, oh, Corey Littleton. Corey Littleton is going to get a boatload of money. He is going to be the highest signed linebacker this free agent cycle. He is not going to be an option. It's just not, that's not a guy that's going to be on this whatsoever. Uh, okay, so never mind. All right. Guys, when you respond to the... Guys, if you want to tweet me, tweet me. That's fine. But not when I throw out the question part of it. All right. So we got more here. And, um, all right. Giovanni Ravis. Um, supposedly the Browns have interest in Vic Beasley. First off, the source on that Vic Beasley rumor, I don't know who the heck it is. And it's not really a predominantly followed account. Could there be interest in Vic Beasley? And I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out. And I do believe it would be more of a reclamation project because Vic Beasley's career has kind of fallen off the map um, from where he was drafted. And you know, there's rumors of you know why did he look so thick at the combine, and he has a hard time filling out a long sleeve Under Armour, so to speak. So there is that one from Gary Co. Who would win in a fight between a Navy SEAL? A real seal and the singer seal. Gary, one thing I'm going to say to you is there's only been one of them that have been kissed by a rose. So that may have some factoring into your questions here. The next extension for the Browns from the Jake pod. Jake, fellow Jersey boy. Next, and he thinks it'll probably be Miles. I don't see how it's anybody but Miles. I mean, that's the hammer to drop. It's going to be a ton of money. So... Buddy Jake, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I do believe it's going to be Miles Garrett. Um, my man, L.A. Brodus, um, should the Browns be in the market for Rashad Jones? Um, the problem is, and talking with what used to be the Locked On Dolphins host, Travis Wingfield. Travis is now working directly for the Dolphins, kind of in a Nathan Zagara capacity. Um, Rashad Jones... It was difficult for him last year. So many years of losing football and obviously where the Dolphins were like, you know, tanking, but the head coach wasn't agreeing with it and all these scrappy young players weren't agreeing with it. 
I don't know how Richard Jones, Richard Jones is going to want to come here. What's going to be the sell? I, I think you're going to look for a team like New England on that one. He's just maybe going to get the opportunity where he gets to go and, um, you know, uh, get to hopefully ring chase. And, you know, maybe it's not New England, but, you know, but I, I think he's going to go with the ring chasing aspect. Uh, Matt Molitano, uh, um, reasonable linebacker free agent if, when Joe leaves. And again, guys, just one thing here. What you're seeing between him and his wife, they were out of that place they were living regardless. And so here's it is. Joe signs a long-term contract, which seems slim in Cleveland. The Showbirds will buy a house in the area. So that's what's going on. Otherwise, they are packed up from a lease, which a guy who does not have long-term stability or a ton of money made from a franchise does. You rent. So they are either going to buy in the Cleveland area, or they're going to go buy wherever their next franchise is. Um, just don't let the fact that you're seeing moving boxes, um, even though the chances are slim, which we all know, don't let that cater to you. And Mrs. Schobert, good luck, girlfriend, because uh, it looks like you're ready to pop here. Any day now would be nice to hear some words on a uh, Schobert arrival, and of course, obviously, a big fat contract coming from whatever team it be. Appreciate you guys. You've always been nothing but aces to me. Um, as far as the free agent linebacker, Matt, that I'd like, um, and I didn't even really think about it. Pete brought up the name last night, and I actually harped for it last year, but um, he wasn't probably going to come here to Steve Wilkes. Dayon Buchanan, if you look at this, and they're going to treat these linebackers as maybe pseudo-safety linebackers, you know, your hybrid linebackers. Dayon Buchanan was one of my favorite prospects in the 2014 draft class. Talked with him a ton during then. Um, he's an intelligent player. He's a smart player. Um, one thing I talk about where if you lose Joe is who's going to be the guy who can set everybody up. Who's going to be essentially, you know, your coach on the field, quote-unquote. Dayon Buchanan could be that player. Uh, I'd love to see him in Cleveland. Um, thanks, Pete, for that one. And that'd be a name that would be very happy. I'd be very happy with in the Lloyd household, Matt. From uh, Zach, um, let's see, at Buckeye Tiffin, and this actually applies to what a bunch of people asked. If I had to guess three free agents the Browns sign, who would they be? Anthony Harris, right off the bat. That is the one you got the connections. Dayon Buchanan makes more sense the more I dig into it. What you're looking for, stopgap type of guy, don't have to pay him a ton, a ton of money. Um, and I guess the other would be, you know, Hill, the offensive tackle from the Minnesota Vikings. You have the connection there as well. Uh, Bruce through here, see if we got anything late up in here in the questions. Um, all right, we got something else here. And here's yet another even funny one. Um, apparently the Browns love themselves Another Boise State Bronco. Um, Boise State Edge Curtis Weaver is a popular guy. He had nearly 20 formal interviews at the Combine. He's also set to visit or work out privately for your Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns are doing their due diligence on the folks in Boise. Um, Weaver is a guy Pete and I have talked about. Obviously, you know what we've talked about in Ezra Cleveland. And Ezra Cleveland was a guy that guys have been telling me about, you know, that everybody that you know, everybody who talks, they don't talk enough high enough about Ezra Cleveland. He was th a lot, thought of very high in NFL circles. So, Ezra Cleveland, 
Curtis Weaver, um, just some names. And for me, I'm happy because you're looking at tackle. You're looking at D-line players. It's a huge, huge need here. Um, we're going to wrap this one up here. Um, obviously, we got to you know some offensive line talk here. We got to some listener questions draft-wise. Guys, a lot of stuff is going to start popping here. You know, come Monday, I got the whole defensive side to get for you guys over the next couple of days. Uh, Eric Edlam is going to come in tomorrow night from Yahoo.com, one of my favorite rising draft guys. Eric's done great work, but he just now with the platform he has, it's just picking up for him. And I see a lot eye to eye with him. So I'm looking forward to having him tomorrow night. Should be a fantastic episode. Uh, Make sure you're checking out those Google spots, like I mentioned. Guys, I cannot stress this enough sanitize, wash your damn hands. You know, whether you believe it or not, don't gamble, all right? Don't gamble with something like this. We don't know enough to have enough information to make a strong enough decision. So if it sounds like you're playing soft, play soft. Be safe, not sorry later. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.